I'm Owen. And I'm Oliver. And you're listening to The Guardian Children's Books Podcast. If I was a flower growing wild and free, all I'd want is you to be my sweet honeybee. And if I was a tree growing tall and green, all I'd want is you to shade me and be my leaves. Thank you very much, Owen and Oliver, for, for coming in and, and talking to us. You are going to be talking about Imaginary Fred, which is the new picture book that you've written and illustrated together. Um, very briefly, it's about an imaginary friend called Fred, who, as you say in the book, floats like a feather in the wind until a lonely little child wishes for him. And the story is about how a lonely little child called Sam wishes for Fred, and Fred's expecting the usual thing to happen, which is within a day or so, Sam will meet a real friend, and Fred will slowly disappear and go invisible until another lonely child calls for him. But something is different this time round. It's not all as it seems with Sam and his new friend, Sammy. Have I got that right? That's that the, yeah, no, that's very good. It sounds really sad when you say it. <laughs> it does. It's actually yeah. a funny book. Yeah. <laughs> and has got a happy ending. Yes, yes. Um, Why are you to give it away? I know. Oh, yeah. I'm it, sorry. Everyone dies. That's <laughs> no, it's a, yeah. no, it's, it's, a, it's a nice little sweet book, we hope. And how did it all come about? We have various stories, but the true one <laughs> is that we met at a book festival in New Zealand and uh, we started talking. And before I realised, I don't think we really knew who the other person was, really. We just got on. And I said, I really like this guy and I'd like to do something. Uh, and after that, then, that night, I, I googled Oliver. You probably didn't know a thing about that, but no, I, I, not, I, no. I googled you. And I said, oh, my God. It was... Um uh, one of those things where we liked the style of each other, even if if we weren't familiar with each other's backstories or whatever. Yeah. It was, you know, I like this, and there's there's something real here. And um, Owen suggested that we we work together, and, and I was like, yeah, I think that would be great. Uh, and then, sure enough, two weeks later, when we got back, I was in New York, and Owen emailed through what what essentially is the manuscript for Imaginary Fred, and and I just took one quick read of it. And was like, yeah, I can definitely see how I would bring this to life. It's a different type of book than anything I've done before. It's more sort of direct uh, a story than, than anything. and But I just could immediately visualise how um, I would bring it to life and made some suggestions to Owen, who thankfully liked it. I had a few, t- few tantrums initially. What? <laughs> change a syllable. <laughs> but no, I didn't. It was very simple, actually. And we did a lot of it over Skype. You know, Oliver would literally hold up a page to the camera. and uh, I'm sure there's an easier way to do that, but yeah. I've, neither of us are really tech no. savvy, <laughs> so... Uh, we did. I had my wife show me how to use Skype, and then um, we got the camera thing worked out. And then with the drawings, I, I would actually just hold them up to the, the yeah. camera, and we went through it that way. If I had known that Oliver could also see me, I probably would have put a shirt. On. <laughs> <laughs> we should put a shirt on now, frankly. Because <laughs> of course, you're based in Dublin. You're based in New York. So I was going to ask about the practicalities, which is it sounds like it was as simple as Skype and holding yeah. pictures up. Yeah, and there wasn't. You know, we had a great editor as well, mm-hmm. and uh, she was able to, anything we missed, she picked up on very quickly. And so it was a very, and I think both of us are at the stage in our career where we're not really worried about ourselves. We were both really worried about the book, and that came through. You know, we both wanted the best possible version of Fred, and I think that's what we got. Did you influence each other at all? Oh, yeah, with well, story question, change yeah. the, according well, to I mean, your pictures. The, a, a little bit, you know, that I would make some suggestions for, for the story or, or for cutting down some words maybe that could be shown. And, and Owen had some great ideas about how an illustration might appear or some of the, the various poses or props. Um, so it was a true collaboration at that front. It yeah. wasn't just like I was handed the script and then he saw the finished book. 
No. Um, it, it wasn't like that at all. I would have liked more collaboration, you know. We could have, you know, had a few arguments or something, but we didn't. But I enjoyed our talks. Well, we're making up for that by return with the I book. I know, that was a bad idea. <laughs> Who said that? But we, you know, we didn't, we had maybe four or five conversations and then like 50, 100 emails. So I, I felt a little bit cheated. I thought, you know, we could have another couple of hundred emails and a few more chats and I should go to Brooklyn. Well, that was the intention at yeah, one point. Yeah, yeah. I was going to go over to Oliver's studio and I was really looking forward to it and then it just didn't work out for one He was washing his hair that day. I was. Mm. Obviously, as you can see, I use bleach. (laughs) 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 So if we do it again, I think we should go to Lake Como for a month and that would probably be... Will you do it again? I was going to ask that question at the end, but I'll ask it now. I'd love to do it again. I don't have a good idea yet. I kind of blew all my good ideas this year already, so I'll have to... (laughs) I keep mentioning a few things when you know when Oliver's kind of half listening. You know, There's this dog who can talk. No, so oh, just only half listening the entire time. <laughs> so, I keep saying yes, we will do it again, Oliver, and he's. <laughs> no, I I absolutely agree. We will definitely will do it again. <laughs> if I was a flower growing wild and free, all I'd wanted you to be my sweet honeybee. And if I was a tree growing tall and green, all I'd wanted you to shade me and be my leaves. Talking about collaborations, I mean. You have collaborated with other people before, John Boy and David Armand. Mm-hmm. You don't think have? Uh, I've done much. stuff, uh, not nothing like this. I suppose I've done some picture books before, but it it tends to be your editor finishes the text and then they find an artist, and you don't kind of really have anything to do with that. But in this case, we we were kind of teamed up before we went to our agents, so it was a different uh, kind of process. We teamed ourselves up. It was yeah. more like two mates saying, "Wouldn't it be funny if we did yeah. this thing?" For you, then, how how is it different to to collaborations with? that you've worked on before uh well it's it, with um this is a picture book for one thing mm-hmm. with with uh, john boyne and with david Allen. those are chapter books so that that's a very very different thing it's it's not quite the same in that i i could say in either of those cases well let don't don't put that paragraph in, i can show that because it is a novel and the the illustrations in those instances are there to sort of extend the the theme and the the tone of the book whereas in this case the pictures were telling half the story I've also co- I collaborated with uh, Drew Daywalt on the day the Koreans quit. Um, but in this case, because it was an idea that um, we kind of had together before we went to a publisher, there was a much more direct conversation, direct between the two of us. It just felt like it was you know, more of a more of a, a shared brain from the very beginning. You said something just now about telling half the story. Did mm-hmm. you have to stop I mean, telling some of the stories so that you could... A little, I can't even remember any specific examples. There were some I'd... things I remember. Yeah, there were. There was a few things like, I'm a great fellow for lists. Mm-hmm. I would have the, the rule of three, you know, the three examples. And I'll always say, we don't have to write down those. I'll just show a guy getting hit by lightning. And you don't have to write down one of the conditions is that a guy gets hit by lightning. And it's much more efficient, really. Mm-hmm. But way to do it, much more visual. And we had great fun when we were out on the road asking the kids, what's going on here? I don't under- I would pretend not to know what's happening. And then they would say, you, you know, you idiot. He's obviously getting struck by lightning, and uh, and that was fun. And it was an int- it made me think in a different way. And I think if I was doing it again, um, I might be able to cut some time off because I'd know. Well, not that I would ever suggest <laughs> you, could be, you could be finished by your mid morning snack rather yeah. than lunchtime. I would just have a vague idea. You illustrate that. And yeah. <laughs> see what happens. Yeah. What did you think of the colours? Because yeah. um, there's hardly any. There's hardly yeah. any apart from the imaginary friends, which mm-hmm. yeah. have colour. I really, I love it, you know, I love it. And then the colour is so effective when you do have it. I mean, I, I thought this was the way to go with this. There's quite a lot of illustrations, I suppose, uh, in the book. So, 
And we had talked in the beginning, you had told me about uh, some of the 60s and 70s French um, mm -hmm. graphics that you liked. And I went back and looked at those and I, I thought, yeah, that influence would really suit Fred. And the first thing that people say is they pick it up. Uh, they say, you know, this, this is beautiful. And I said, well, yeah, the words are good too. But they say, no, but it's beautiful. <laughs> and I say, mother. <laughs> so I'm, yeah, I couldn't be happy. And of course, I have to ask you about imaginary friends and whether yeah. you had them or have them still. I, I did. I, I'll admit, I kind of had. A, I was very kind of fickle, though. I would have several and just dump them all the time. And uh, I had a football team that I invented because I wasn't very good at football, so they would pick me occasionally and. I remember having Huckleberry Finn and Captain Hook and a series of, you know, literary based literature based friends. So, um, I wasn't not that I was a lonely child very much, but I was lonely for periods and I couldn't handle it. I'm a very kind. Of, I like being in company. So, if I was alone for about twenty minutes, I'd have a friend invented in that time. So, but, but you didn't, Oliver. No, no, no. It's I kind of just would sort of re retreated to the recess of my mind anyway, because there's so much always going in on there. And uh, growing up in such a busy household with four brothers, it was or with three brothers, there was four of us. It was uh, the opposite, really. It was just an, an opportunity to an imaginary place where I could get some peace and quiet. Um, no, never. No, I, I just I had an imagination. There wasn't one particular focus for that imagination. It was it was uh, an imaginary world rather than an imaginary person. I was wondering earlier if extroverted people, children, are more likely to have imaginary friends than more introverted ones because you need somebody else there to bounce things off i think it's it's a mixture there's two factors i think yes if you're a very extroverted it's great to have a friend but also if you're very lonely it's great to have a friend so there's two different type types of imaginary friends yeah. and the, now the type I, you can blame somebody or something yeah on or yeah the... yeah yeah that was william did that <laughs> i think now nowadays people have virtual friends so they don't imaginary friends are being phased out a little bit which is kind of pity, you know. But uh, you know, well, well there's, there's, uh, well, this book, and then there's some um, imaginary friends uh, are back on the public conscious in a minute, and different yeah. characters in different books. And so suddenly I started to wonder, I was like, what about the poor kids who don't have any? Like I didn't. It's like, are they gonna? Is there gonna be a stigma about not having an imaginary friend? Well, there should be, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, you kids, if you don't have one, you're fine. If I was a flower growing wild and free, all I'd want is you to be my sweet honeybee. And if I was a tree growing tall and green, all I'd want is you to shade me and be my leaves. Imaginary friends in yeah. literature, I was trying to think, and obviously there's Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah. Best imaginary friend, yeah. apart mm -hmm. from Fred, obviously. Um, but is, is uh, Hobbes actually an imaginary friend? Because the tagger is there. It's just the, the personification of that uh, that object, so I don't know if yeah. that classifies. Does as it only count if yeah. it's? I don't know. I don't know. Completely there must be a imaginary. I, I don't know. I think that, you're right, though. I mean, Moonboy is on at the moment on Sky, and that's a great uh, imaginary friend show. And I think there's been a f three or four imaginary friend books out this year already, which unfortunately we didn't know when we started working <laughs> on on this, or we might have done something else. But uh, so they're on. They're making a bit of a comeback. So maybe like print books, imaginary friends will come out of the, the shadows and back into the real world. So you've somehow tapped into the zeitgeist without realising you were doing it? That's, that, like it that. that's for you to say. We couldn't possibly <laughs> <laughs> claim to tap the zeitgeist. Uh, but yeah, I, I definitely you're going you're gonna to connect with, with some kids, I think, who's, who's, who still have their imaginary friends. But at the, at the end of the day, it's actually not a book about imaginary friends at all. It's a book about friendship yeah. and the complications of whenever there's more than one friend and, and yeah. uh, 
what that means and especially what it's like to, to pair off as you get older. It's it's yeah. actually it's a much more complicated book. The imaginary friends is just the device that holds it all together. It's like it, it's it's really well to me. I always thought Fred was insecurity. You know that 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 often in a friendship, one person feels like they're kind of the lesser uh, partner, even if they aren't, and they feel they're going to be left at any moment. Uh, and that's what Fred is like. And if you feel without the other person, you're nothing. But uh, am I kind of revealing a bit much about myself here? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's what it's It's about friendship and how bonds are formed and how they last or how they break up. And how it's not always straightforward. What next? I know you've already talked about whether you may or may not yeah. do something together, but, but individually, what, what have you got? Uh, individually, I, I have a, a whole new project on the go, uh, which is a uh, three and a half month old baby boy. So my, my thoughts are a bit distracted at the moment. Um, I have a, a couple uh, different books that are, uh, let's see, well, um, The Day the Crayons Came Home is already out. And then I'm working on a, a, another book that, that's called um, Child of Books uh, with, with a friend of mine, Sam Winston, uh, which comes out next year, I believe. And that's fun. I've seen that actually. It's amazing. Yeah, and uh, and that's that and the, the three month old and uh, a couple of art projects. The, that's that's getting me busy for now. And I have a few not even half cooked, not even quarter cooked ideas kicking around. So I just need to quiet the mind and, and dig them out. Uh, I have just released an anthology in my role as a children's laureate in Ireland, which is called Once Upon a Place. And I'm working on a graphic novel with Andrew Duncan, which is called Illegal. And that centers on a, two asylum seekers um, from Nigeria, two young boys. So it's kind of timely, even though we've been working on it for a year and a half. It was timely then and it's more timely now. So that'll be out next year. And uh, hopefully I will uh, come up with another idea for a kid's book and uh, work on that next year. Thank you very much. Thank you. You're welcome. All I want is you, you stay with me. Hold me in your arms and sway me like a sea.